online at kitchenradio.com.au. This is The Kitchen. These guys have um, up to their fourth album now. Over 10 years. Over 10 years. Um, and it is, I mean, everyone has a great experience of their first time listening to them. I'm going to explain mine because it's a good one. But right now, Let's ladies and gentlemen, Jesse, Jesse from, from Thundermentals. What's going on, boys? Not hey. too bad. Well, I, was, I was speaking to you off there, and you're in a very, very chilled state at the moment. You're just relaxing on a couch. Hang or... on. When you say state, do you mean location or actually like his being at the it's, moment? His being. His okay. being. Yeah. His being. You're, yeah. I assume you're relaxing on a, on a couch somewhere by the sounds of it, Jesse? Yeah, pretty much, man. Just yeah. trying to keep it chill before our gig tonight. I'm in Adelaide at the moment, just in the hotel, so killing a bit of time, so it's a pleasure to speak to you boys. Thank you. Well, pleasure, pleasure is very much ours. Um, we mentioned uh, that everyone we know, um, that's your fourth album, uh, and your fourth album in 10 years. Um, what if what if you guys learn about yourselves when it comes to, to, making, to making music, pretty much? Um, well, we make it a bit quicker now than we used to, yeah. which is good. Yep. We kind of feel like, I guess we kind of feel like we know what we're doing a little bit more than when we started out. Yeah. Um, so the process is a lot kind of more streamlined, I guess. Um, and I guess what we've learned is um, that, you know, there's no kind of substitute for honesty in music. Yeah. At least at least we, that's that's what we found with our music and with our fans is, is um, you know, once we realize that the, there's great power in trying to make emotional connections with people through music, um, and we kind of brought that to the forefront of, of what we were doing with making our music. That's when we really started to have a lot more traction is once we realized that, yeah. um, you know, kind of showing people a little bit of vulnerability and stuff like that is actually a, a bit strength. Of raw, a bit of raw, rawness there, really. Yeah. yeah. I guess you, you can't yeah. really get too much more raw than actually getting in front of your, uh, your fans and asking them questions about your music. Um, you guys spoke to some of them on the phone a little while ago uh, last year. How did you feel having a chat with some of the people who have been there sort of from the start? Yeah, it was an interesting, it was a really, really interesting and kind of enriching experience for us to, yeah, literally just uh, ring fans out of the blue and just have conversations with them. And um, very, very um, interesting, surreal scenarios sometimes, some of the people we're speaking to and yeah. where they were in, in, in their lives and even just like, where they were um, geographically. We spoke to fans in Germany and California. Oh, wow. Um, all over the world, basically. And, uh, yeah, it was just crazy kind of getting to know the people that support us and have been supporting us a little bit more intimately. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, a really, it was a really great experience, to be honest. Were there any memorable phone calls in, in particular that you can remember just now or anything yeah, that, well, that stands there, out? There was, yeah, there was one. Um, Tucker actually um, took this call because myself and Tucker, uh, the other frontman for the band, um, we were the ones that were ringing everyone. Uh, but he was telling me that he he uh, got this guy on the other end of the line and uh, the guy was like, oh, Tucker, um, how are you, mate? Tucker's like, yeah, good, man, good. What's going on? And he goes, oh, I'm just on the run from the police. <laughs> in the middle... <laughs> So wow! He, he was like literally in the middle of a of a chase. So um, who does that? Like, just called you and and just got some advice. That that's all. <laughs> yeah. So so you never know what's yeah. gonna what's gonna be on the other end of the line. Here I was half show, expecting you know. someone to ring up and order a pizza or you know some sort of old school <laughs> yeah. prank. You know, is your fridge running or? 
Yeah, we got plenty of that too. Don't worry about that. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one was was particularly kind of stood out. He was like, "Oh, mate, uh, love your music. Can I call you back in twenty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> just give me, oh, just like, give me your number, and I'll give you a call as soon as I just get away from the cops." That, I love, yeah, love exactly, his optimism yeah. in twenty minutes, as if like he's just going to get pulled <laughs> yeah. over for just a little call, tiny bit. <laughs> just call from the back of the police car. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. Uh, speaking of food, um, you guys have started somewhat of a new tradition. You're now going about being the Margaret and David of fruit platters. <laughs> Uh, you've started this on your Facebook page. Uh, you've started this on, on your Facebook page, and the most recent one, uh, which you guys rated really lowly, it was basically raw vegetables. Um, with that in mind, what is your? This is, this is the big hitting question. I'm just going to interject here for one second. If there's yeah. one good thing Facebook has done, it's brought Facebook Live because the amount of creative things people are doing on it. Yes, this is unbelievable. Yes. Most importantly, Jesse, what is your opinion on the state of fruit platters in this country? Well, you know, I've had over 1,500 fruit platters in, in my career now, I'd say, so I consider myself <laughs> a veteran. somewhat of a, a somewhat of an expert. Yeah, um, I'm a connoisseur of fruit, uh, fruit platters. Yeah, I'm a, con- I'm a fruit platter connoisseur, uh, aficionado, long-time fan, first-time caller. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I reckon they're kind of fair to middling, if I'm going to be honest, yeah, okay. the general state of the fruit platter game, like... They're all right, but, you know. Could be better. They could be better. Like, they're, they're just kind of like get you over the line. They're, well, not really, they're, not, they're not really trying to impress anyone with the fruit platters <laughs> of the ones I've had. But maybe that's just a reflection of uh, our status in the mind of, um, you know, venue staff across the country. Well, you know, we're trying to do our best out here, but maybe we get what we get and that's just what you've got to cop, mate. Okay, so if you're if you're criti- you know, criticizing other people's fruit platter, what would be your dream fruit? I can't even believe I'm saying this. What would be your dream fruit platter? Construct your right. own. Like, what would you like? You're gonna put stuff into a fruit platter. What are you gonna put in there? All right. Uh, first off, I reckon about fifty percent watermelon. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Because be- because like in the fruit platter, em- the watermelon always always gets eaten. Yeah, for everything, sure. Everything else in the fruit platter pretty much. Just gets grazed on, but people smash the watermelon. <laughs> so I say, why not? Why choice. not just? Why not just increase the percentage, the ratio of the watermelon? Like everyone loves the watermelon. Give the people what they want. Stop yeah. trying to fill it up with rock melon and honeydew. That's just that's just filler. Nobody's eating that. That's <laughs> like the, that's no, like no one's believing root. that. No. That's the arrowroot biscuit of the <laughs> biscuit world. Like no, uh, one's, no one's going for that. Give the people the Monte Carlos. Hey, them, mate, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shortbread creams. Stick it out there and say, man, milk arrowroot is one of the good biscuits. It's oh. a ginger what, a ginger oh. nut that no one touches. Yeah. Oh my lord, I can't believe we went there, but you know, different strokes for different folks. That's, that's, it, like that's it. That's root. right, man. That's right. Um. Now, everyone remembers, I mean, everyone has an experience of how you first heard or how you first listened to an artist. And for me, for you guys, I was in my car one day after a particularly crappy day um, and the song, which was, which was quite relevant to me at the time, um, I was listening to a, a live version of you guys doing Smiles Don't Lie. Is it a song that... Is it a song that you guys, I mean, I just imagine it's still one of your most sung-along songs at, at gigs. Um do you get anyone come up to you and say, you know, thanks for, you know, making Smiles Don't Lie and, you know, this related perfectly to what, to what I'm going through because it was relating pretty bloody well to what I was going through at the time. Do you ever get any, any fans come up to you and, you know, just say thanks? 
Oh man, all the time. Especially <laughs> yeah. that song. Like that song is that and uh, like a version that we did of Matt Corby's uh, song yes. "Brother." Those two yeah. songs in particular. But but I have to say, yeah, really, "Smiles Don't Lie" is, is like the song where yeah we get so many messages out the blue and and also a lot of people seem to get married to that song okay so i've I've kind of lost track of the amount of people who've hit us up and said oh we used your song uh smiles don't lie on our wedding day we walked down the aisle to it we've had like that's cool i reckon probably half a dozen actual proposals at our gigs um (laughs) so like people will hit us up and say look i i really want to like propose to my partner can i do it before or after Smiles Don't Lie. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we, so, so we've had, like, now, like, yeah, probably, like, half a dozen kind of couples who we have to kind of play along with one of the, like, people in the in the couple and just say, oh, you, you know, like, um, your partner got in touch with us. You guys are cool to watch the gig side of stage. And then, <laughs> like, just before the song comes on, we kind of, like, turn to them and the look on the girl, it's usually the girl who's getting proposed to, she's just, like, freaking out. She's like, why has this set just stopped and the guys are just like walking over to me and they start to cotton on. Um, luckily no one said no. That's always, that's got to be the biggest fear of whoever's proposing in front of several yeah, hundred but, people. All of a sudden she get, you know, gets down on one knee, says, Hey, will you marry me? And all of a sudden, nah. Yeah, totally. I what, mean, it's what, what my you guys, biggest fear because they're, they're going to kill the party vibe that's straight it, that's up. That's it. What are you, what's your backup plan? Like, if that ever happens, what do you guys do? Just play the next song or something? Or yeah, we just got like a big broom and we just start, <laughs> sweeping, we just start sweeping them off the stage. Like, yeah, no, Back her up, guys. guys. That's it. Oh, I can that's just see it. the old the old um the old cane coming in you know, around the neck. Pull them off the stage. Off you go. <laughs> From the stage, right? Exactly. Oh, Jesse, genius idea, mate. Hey, look. Hopefully, um, if you've got a, pr- a proposal, a proposal, you know, par- um, plan for proposal. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, if you are going to the gig tomorrow and you are a female, you are dating someone. Be tuned. You know, that song might come up. You might get proposed to if you're on the stage. Be on, be on standby. Aster Theatre in Perth. You guys are in Adelaide tonight, but you're at the Aster tomorrow, June seventeenth. Uh, I believe there's still some tickets available. If there are any left, I imagine there wouldn't be many left at all. I'd imagine. So, um, you're imagining well, a lot. I'm imagining a <laughs> lot. No, uh, a lot yeah, of. A, a I lo- think it's actually. So- Sold out. Oh, there it's you go. Sold out. So, you heard it from Jesse. Yeah. It is sold out. It so, is sold out. Ignore everything I just said for the last 30 seconds. Except the fact that the gig you is still imagine, on tomorrow. You can still imagine that there are tickets there. You just won't be able to buy them when you actually go there. Go you, know? There. So, you know how disappointed Matt is right now? I'm disappointed, <laughs> yeah. Jesse, thank you so much for having a chat to us this afternoon. And thank you. Um, all the best for your gig tonight in Adelaide and obviously tomorrow in Perth and the rest of the tour as well because it's not finished yet. So, yeah. Thank you very much, Have guys. fun with Absolute it, dude. Absolute pleasure. Kitchenradio.com.au